When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast where we get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, a comedian and your host here, of course, with Marnie Kinras. She is the owner of The Wing Girl Method. Um, and we have Kelsey Al back with us today, who is our resident single gal. Hi. And um, <laughs> and we have um, Laura Yates, who does something really interesting and um, fantastic, actually. She helps people get through breakups and deal with heartache. Which I find really awesome. Thank you. Because it's Kristen not. Kristen wants help right now. <laughs> no, I mean I'm still with my boyfriend. But if it ever but comes maybe. down to it, you know who to call. Yeah, I mean, because that's like a. I I always wonder how people go through divorce and and breakups and come out the other side because it's mm-hmm. so. I know Kelsey was in a long term relationship. Yeah, and that was like hor- the breakup was horrible. Yeah, and I like don't know how you're still walking. I you don't. Know, like, yeah, I mean I couldn't like I couldn't get out of bed for the first few months. It was really hard. But yeah, breakups. I mean, can be really traumatic yeah and that's what I realized and that's what because I went through one myself that was really traumatic yeah and I was already coaching and then I realized that actually this is something that people really need that kind of consistent support through something like a breakup yeah it's very hard to deal with on your own and I think we do we trivialize it because we all go through them so it's like oh you know you've got to get on with it this happens in life there are worse things that can happen but what you can find is that if we don't you know, deal with all the stuff that comes out of them, that then goes into the next relationship and the one mm-hmm. after that and the one after that. So that's really what I like to help people on. Yeah. So what do you mean by the stuff that comes out of the breakup and dealing with that? What does that mean? So, you know, for example, like bad attitudes that can come um, from, you know, your past boyfriend or your past girlfriend. And those attitudes can then filter into the next relationship. So you really want to create something where you're back on neutral grounds again before you get back out there dating, before you get into something else long term. So that's really what I try and work with people on. Okay. So how do, how do people do that? <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't want to give away yeah. all your goodies, no. but, but like how... how what what do they do like how do you stop from taking your anger about your ex doing x y and z how do you stop from bringing that into your next relationship well the first thing is really bringing it back to yourself so coming out of a breakup you know you don't really want to be launching straight into something else so i work i really work with people on you know those first initial stages working on your physical health so making sure that you're trying to eat well that you're trying to exercise that you're trying to get enough sleep because actually if all of these things go really out of whack our emotions can go crazy so that's that's a really important first step i have a friend who i was just talking about on our last show who's who got out of a long-term relationship and she it's been a couple months but since she's been out of the relationship she instantly has started dating mm. and i've tried to say to her like stop just like do your thing yeah she's you know just i said like get a gym membership start exercising just get your hobbies in order and and she's kind of ignoring all that stuff she so, needs to do that yeah. yeah. But why is it why is it a bad idea? Did you date right after? Yeah, I actually like 2 weeks after my ex of 4 years and I broke up, I was out and I just felt like I needed that like I was out at bars and meeting guys it's and a distract people. It's, it's a, a distraction. distraction and also it's a reminder for me at least you're I was attractive. like yeah, I'm attractive and there are other people out there. Like maybe he's not the one and I'm not going to be in a relationship right now, but I just feel like when you're in a relationship, it kind of makes your bubble a little bit smaller a lot of times and makes so, your bubble very small. Right? Yeah, you're like one on 
on with this person. And so I was able to get out there and remember, oh, there's this whole big wide world and options and in a Potential. way. Potential. Yeah, it gave me a little bit of hope. Well, I think that's a really good attitude to have towards mm. it. But what you find a lot of people do is they look to someone else to fill their ex's mm. shoes or to fill something that they're not getting from within themselves. Right. But if you're doing it with an open mind, like to say, okay, I can now see what else is out there. I can perhaps now see that my ex wasn't the right person for me. Then that's that's a really healthy way to approach it. So totally, you yeah. were fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that being the difference between like going out and just playing and exploring mm. versus trying to jump into another relationship yeah. right away. Like, yeah. yeah, I was definitely not trying to nail anyone down, but I feel like I've seen those people and maybe even been that person at times where yeah. I was like, okay, the boyfriend slot's open. I need to fill it immediately yeah. with a warm body. <laughs> you, you over there. I think even a cold body refined. Dead guys, anybody. Yeah, blow up dolls. We got it, we got it all. Do you think that, that a breakup affects men and women the same way and that they're, it's the same protocol? Um, I think with men, um, men really find it very difficult to express those emotions that come of it. So as men, they feel that they need to deal with things in the most masculine way possible, which often means kind of really not addressing their feelings and their emotions. And whereas women tend to be a lot more emotionally, you know, in, driven with these things. Um, so when I work with men, it's a lot about, you know, figuring out actually what they're feeling and how they can process those feelings without feeling like they've got to sit there crying or, you know, <laughs> right. you know there are different ways that you can deal with your emotions. Really, it's just accepting that they're there. Okay. Yeah. So if there was one exercise that you could give to guys who, you know, who are listening, who may be on the verge of a breakup, may have just gotten over a breakup, may be having a breakup somewhere down the line, what would be the first thing that you would tell these guys to do? If they didn't have access to your services, which they obviously should have your services, but let's say they were on their own and struggling with a breakup with a girl that they knew wasn't right for them, but... Um, they still wanted to be with her and they wanted to make it work. Like what, what would be the advice or assignment that you would give to them to help them like really dig through these feelings and figure out whether or not this was the right decision? What if they did the breaking up? Mm, doesn't or, matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. I think, first of all, to not have contact with her is very, very important um, because then that just gives you the emotional space to be able to see the reality of the situation. So what often happens is we'll break up with someone and guys are you know, just the same in this way and we'll keep that contact going, whether it's just a text message or something on social media. And actually you really need that headspace, you need that physical distance and the emotional distance to really get a clear idea of whether it was the right thing or whether it wasn't. And those two people involved can then have the opportunity to figure out what went wrong, what they both need to do. So I think just being very strict on yourself of not having that contact is hugely important. And For then, how long? Um, I mean, I would say a couple of months at least, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then after a couple of months, yeah. if they still are like, oh, maybe I do want to be back together with this girl, then they yeah. can start making yeah. contact again? Yeah, absolutely. I okay. think so. What about for people who... Um, aren't broken up yet, but are debating breaking up. I know that that's that's not your area of expertise. I, I don't know if it is actually. I'm not going to speak not for so you. Not so much, but I have you know I have worked with people in that situation. Yeah. So so wh wh what can you tell people who are debating breaking up? How do they know whether or not they should continue? Yeah. Are there fighting? Key, key points like we should look for like deal breakers or. Well, first of all, you've really got to think about the the core reasons why you want to break up with them. Um, whether it's something that you've already tried to fix in the relationship. Because um, you know how it can be, so two people can get so emotionally attached with each other, even if they're not the right people for each other. And we can, because we love that person so much, or we might be afraid of being on our own. So those things can really um, affect how our decisions moving forward, you know. Um, so I think you've really got to look at what are the real reasons and, you know, would a bit of time apart be beneficial um just looking at whether there are more red flags in the relationship than whether there should be as well so what would you know? be a good red flag versus a bad red flag um so say you're both on you know completely different paths in life um and you've really tried to you know you've tried to make your paths work together and it's just not working and you've tried and you've tried and you've tried and i think that's just a case of two people not being compatible so sometimes that might be a case where it's just it's just not going to work out. Mm -hmm. um, something which isn't a red flag is, you know, maybe there's an element of compromise that, you know, maybe one person is going out all the time and the other person isn't happy about it. And in which case then the other person really needs to. It's about communication. I think, what about not putting dishes in the dishwasher? <laughs> 
background. That's a, that's a major red, big flag. red flag. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think like that's that's a, he's a douchebag yeah, at that point. Exactly. Okay. Not, not worth no. it. But that is seriously a big issue for a lot of people in relationships. So, and that can turn into a huge debating point. So it's how, yeah. I think. Sorry to interrupt No, no, go on. Yeah, I think it's communica- communication about those types of things. If that's something which really gets your goat, you know, it, it just express that. And just mm-hmm. say, look, it would really make me happy. I know it's a tiny thing, but this really means a lot to me and I'd really appreciate it moving forward if, you know, you could perhaps not do that. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is not able to do that, I was going to say that response. Yeah, whatever response they give you would probably show you, like, well, it, if they're not interested in making an effort, then that's kind yeah, of a red flag. No, definitely. But even if they're, like, making an effort but they're not getting it all the time, then... Well, that's different, I think. Because <laughs> yeah. if you can see they're making an effort, then, you know, fair play to them, really. But if they're just refusing to do it point blank, then that is a red flag. And <laughs> they sound like okay. an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kelsey, oh, yes. can you, if you're comfortable Talking I'm about staying this. quiet on this episode <laughs> Tell me. for a reason. I know that <laughs> I know that your red flags were quite extreme. Yeah, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, what what was the thing that made you decide to finally break up? Was the thing that made me decide to finally leave was the feeling in my body that I got during our last argument. And I was like, this feels so fucking familiar. It was just like a broken record mm-hmm. on repeat. And I was like, this isn't like, it's not changing. Nothing is any different. Again, like we were trying to have variations of conversations about things. And I just got to the point where I was like, I can't stay stuck in this loop anymore. So initially, I didn't know I was leaving the relationship permanently. I was taking my time and going to go take some space on my own. Um but yeah, the thing that really kicked that off for me where I was like, either something's going on with me or something's going on with him, but whatever, this needs to be different. Um, and yeah, so just that feeling of redundancy and like, oh my God, is this really the same thing for the thousandth time? Right. Yeah. Yeah. How long were you guys together? That's when we were together for four years. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah, again, it just got to that point. Where was How was like, his reaction when you left? Um, I think it was, it was unfortunately good. <laughs> Really? Well, the, there the wasn't day that I left, but he didn't know that I wasn't coming back at that point. And really? I think a little part of me knew. I'm like, that's why I like stuck around for so long because I was like, we don't fix this. This is mm-hmm. not going to work out. And um, yeah, so I think he was kind of, I mean, we were both just really exhausted from the arguing. And of course, yeah. like many, I'm sure, unhappy couples who are on the verge of breakup, it got more and more intense. Uh, toward toward the end so it was just nice at the very least I'm sure he was like relief because I feel like you can't it's not one-sided like I'm sure he was experiencing a similar something and similar interpretation of like we're doing the same thing over and over again did you guys communicate when he left like a little bit but we did my key thing I think was cutting off communication with him he reached out to me several times and I just didn't respond didn't respond and it was really like I think one of the biggest tips for me was that I supported myself with like a community of people Mm -hmm. who I trusted to have my best interest in mind um, and then they were, you know, they were really supportive of me and my choice to not communicate with them. And, and that, I think, was definitely, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. And um, surrounding yourself with people who make you feel good. Yeah. And who are going to bring out your best self mm-hmm. as well, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, what you were saying about how long that took, I think sometimes you do have to go through all of those, all the motions, all the arguments to finally get to the point yourself where you feel, okay, this is it now. Yeah. Sometimes like, you just have to go through that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it just has to be different and yeah. different means me not being here right now yeah so that makes yeah. sense how old were you when when you guys broke up um this is just two years ago so i was 28 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so for for the guys that are listening so the first thing that you would recommend to guys who do go through a breakup is to cut off all contact for yeah. sure for at least two months yeah whether or not they did the breaking up i think uh, as you said like if they did the breaking up i think it's respectful not to send totally. mixed messages and if you've been broken up with i think it's better for you not to receive mixed messages yes. by coming yeah. in contact yeah. with that other person. Um, the next step from what I'm hearing from you guys is surrounding yourself with wonderful people who yeah. make you feel good about yourself. But you had also mentioned something about sort of reigniting your life a little bit. Mm, you, you touched on that for a moment. Can you, can you yeah. expand on that? Well, I think sometimes when we've been, especially in a long-term relationship, we can really lose sight of things that actually, you know, that we're interested in or that we're passionate about because we just get into this routine of spending, you know, every Friday, Saturday night in the week with each other. And so the, I think when you come out of a breakup, the, the best thing you can do is use it as an opportunity to re-engage yourself with those things again. Maybe you don't even know what you're passionate about or what you're interested in. So it's figuring out ways that you can start to introduce that into your life how do you do that well what if you're passionate about laying on the couch yes (laughs) (laughs) then pursue that you go for it serious about it 
Well, just think of things. You know, I mean, I do get a lot of guys say, I don't know what I'm passionate about. And it's like, well, look, what are you interested in? What sort of stuff do you like to do? What sort of stuff do you like to watch on TV? Um, I really encourage people to try and get involved in something where there's a group format mm-hmm. so that you're going to be introduced to new people so that you can start to create kind of a little bit of a new network for yourself. So whether that's something, you know, in the sports world or whether it's, um, you know, some guys might be really into art or and finding, you know, maybe meetup groups mm-hmm. or something that kind of facilitate that kind of environment. For sure. And it's just a case of trying things out. Yeah. I actually found a really good resource yesterday and mm. I wrote a newsletter about it. It's coming out very shortly. Oh, so maybe inbox. it'll be out by the time <laughs> that this is released. But um, I had people writing in saying like, okay, you know, I've, I've gone on four dates with this girl. I've tried to make it exciting and interesting. How do I find new ideas for interesting dates? Mm. And so I was thinking like, okay, how do you find new ideas? Because I have a whole bunch of ideas in my head, but those are things that I like. And so I was like, oh, you go to Groupon. Because Groupon oh, actually has yeah. really interesting, cool things there was like you just don't tell them you went to Groupon those are also good places to like find things to do to laugh and like to reinvigorate yourself and, and like mm-hmm. get out there at a very low cost oh, yeah. <laughs> but some of the things I found on there were like you could take like a, a private flying lesson for $119 you, yeah you could do want to go on a date with the potential to die yeah, exactly. to die exactly. <laughs> then do Let's this flying half class. the price yeah. right? no. I've never done this before and, but there were other things like is, date, there were is dating tickets. not hell enough? Why not try just going straight to hell yes, in exactly. our flying class when you might die? Yeah. <laughs> but these are great resources as well to spark ideas for you of things that may interest you. Because I, I can mm. say that even for myself, like, you know, I, I struggle to find my passion sometime. And when people are always like, well, you just figure out the things that you like doing. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck no. I like doing. Like, well, show me some ideas. No, yeah, I'm not you interested your group in that. on and you're yeah. like, oh, that, I'll take a Zumba class exactly. and I'll go through some pottery and yeah. art. Oh, and, and there's like a whole thing times. where you do wine and painting Ooh, and like yes, a, yes, it's done a bubble volleyball <laughs> where you're you like literally wear this bubble, bubble. this bubble what? suit and then you play volleyball in a big bubble and you bounce into each other which is well, kind of funny because other people who are there doing that the are fun as well totally. see if yeah. a guy surprised me with something like that on a date oh even God. though it might not be completely up my street doing that I would be impressed yeah oh, for it's sure like, this guy's totally. outside of the box for sure outside the box in the bubble yes and then you can get inside my box so, Where there might be but, some bubbles. Exactly. <laughs> a to B to C. <laughs> to Z. Exactly. Oh, anyway, but I, I made like a little pretty link for anybody who wants to go to Groupon who does nice. not have Groupon. So go to winggirlmethod.com slash Groupon and go find great things for date ideas or things to find your passions. Mm. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But I want to talk to you about your dating life, oh. which is a little bit separate from what you do. But tell me, yeah. you said that you went through a bad breakup. Are you single now? Are you in a relationship? No, I'm single. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So tell me about being single. I'm loving it. Really? I'm loving it. And I have actually been doing a bit of dating here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. which has been so much fun. Oh. The guys here are so different. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. we know that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell no, us in, what way in a bad are. way. No, in a good way. Well, really? in a good way. The first me. person to yeah. say that. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I'm using Tinder at the moment out here. Mm-hmm. I got a bit bored of it in the UK because it's just it's very very difficult. It's very disposable. It's very difficult to actually get people from Tinder onto actual dates in the UK. Yeah, really. Whereas here, the guys, you kind of you know you have a couple of exchanges and they're like, right, let's meet, let's do this. I'll meet you here this time, mm-hmm. and Great. it's done. You pick some good ones. I know. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe I've just been lucky. I don't. Yeah. No, but uh, that's really impressed me. Really? Yeah, in in the UK, well, so far with my experience on Tinder especially, it's very, very difficult to actually get on the date. You know, people just want to text for ages, and it's like, why? Do you think it changes because you say that you're just here visiting, or do you even put that out there that you're I'm just saying I'm a Brit in L.A., Okay, so I think that's appealing. Definitely, think yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, she's not going to be here for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. could be a fun place. Yeah. She's yeah. British. She yeah. has an accent. Yeah. Where she comes to work? Where she get her deported? <laughs> easy. Exactly. But, so tell me about. I don't. I don't want to talk about the guys being different in LA because we all know they're different in LA. But what? What is? Tell me some of the things that you are attracted to in guys' profiles on Tinder, and even like in person when you meet guys, like things that stand out that guys do or say or the way that they carry themselves? Um, I think profiles, you know, having pictures which actually show what they enjoy in life. So 
you know, action shots or just just things which really are truly representative of who they are and kind of what they do and what their interests are. I think that's quite cool because you can kind of get a sense then of who they are. Who they are. Um, and then I think, you know, someone who is very proactive, someone who does take the lead and say, okay, I know this great place, let's do this. You know, when are you free? Pick perfect, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think that, that kind of, that being that forward is is very appealing to me. I do like confident guys. So how yeah. do you weigh the ab shots? When you're talking of pictures of people, <laughs> oh, there are God. some guys it's who are like, just... my six pack, check out yeah. the other view of my six pack from yeah. this angle. Oh, like, God. Are those, what do you think of, what no. is your take on that? I, is I it, can't bear is it. it negative no. points or positive points? No, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan. But no. even though you are, you're very into physical health yeah, and but, fitness. But that's like a level of narcissism. I think where, so. yeah. yeah. It has nothing yeah. to do with fitness, but it has no. everything to do with narcissism. Exactly. They're like, I'm just kind of showing off my body and using this as a platform to show my yeah. body to as many people as possible. Yeah, especially when they don't show their yeah. head. Right? That's so you know? funny. And you're like, but this is <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah, like, it's got to be attached to a, a head and that's the more important part. <laughs> show me your face too. But then I kind of feel like when they include their face, they're trying to maybe slip the ab shot and they're like, oh, it's just a picture of me at the beach with yeah. my six pack. You right. know? Like, well, what if that was three pictures in where it was him and his friends at the beach where he's not wearing a top? Would that be as bad? It's still, you know why they're doing it. Yeah, they're like, I'm kind of hot. Which I think what if he had a belly and he did that? I then that would, would be question his choice of pictures. <laughs> I like I in the UK do that. They have these, you know, these selfies with no top <laughs> on and they've got yeah, big bellies hanging out. I think that, like, there was a major Why? problem. There was this huge promotion of the dad bod. Yeah. Did you guys hear about that? Yes. Well, which you know created all this controversy because women are so pressured to get back in shape after having a baby, but the guys are all like being celebrated like right. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio and right. um, Did he have a know. baby? No, no, but, but he, he just eats a, a lot. But he, he just has, has a dad. dad he does have yeah. a dad. Yeah. Leo Dio, and who else is on there? Like Adam Sandler, and there's so many. And they I think that really, guys dads. are like, look, it's cool. Celebrities do it, right? <laughs> so no, they're no, like, no, yeah, no, but they're also method. celebrities. Exactly. Yeah. That, they can get away with a lot. Yeah, they don't, they don't have to be on Tinder. No. <laughs> so what about the way, what about the way the guys approach you on Tinder or in real life? I'd love to hear about real life scenarios as well, because not everybody who listens is on Tinder. So, so when you've been in Los Angeles, have you been approached? by random times. Where? Where are you open to being approached? I'm open to being approached anywhere because Even I think... at the gym? <laughs> in a dark alley yeah. in, your, well, in yeah. your car at night. Actually, I'm going to rewind that. <laughs> anywhere, in the bathroom. Um, I don't mind at the gym, actually. I know a lot of girls don't like that because they're in the gym doing their thing. I don't actually mind it. Um, I haven't been approached in the gym, but I've just been approached... I was approaching Whole Foods, mm-hmm. which I think that's Always. probably a yeah, classic. Yeah, was the Whole Foods on Rose and yeah. Lincoln? Was... Whole Foods, oh my God, <laughs> it's full of super hot yeah. men. Yeah, really hot. Um, and then I was approached just in the... Uh, when I was queuing for coffee. Um, queuing for coffee. I love that. Yeah. Does that so mean what in did, line what for did they do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's adorable. What did they do? Did you and like they, did you like the approaches? I did. Yeah. They just um I think one of them made a comment about what I was ordering or I was trying to choose and he helped me and I thought that's quite, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's you know, going in for a little bit of an indirect approach there. Um it got the conversation going and of course he heard the British accent and then you know, yeah. why are you here and the rest is history. Uh, yeah. So it's been a good experience so far. Okay. But yeah, I think I think I like it when guys, you know, they are assertive and they do they do strike up conversation because it's very rare I think that a woman is not going to respond to that favorably, even mm-hmm. if you, you're not into them. You know, I, yeah. can you describe assertive for me? Well, someone who just comes up to you and says, "Hey" or "Hi" or you know, "How's your day going?" Mm-hmm. And then what do they say after that? What is <laughs> uh, well? How's your day going? Um, you know, what brings you to this coffee shop? Um, yeah. what, what the so a sort of for like, means for you means just going for it, yeah, right, yeah. And yeah. the ability okay. to comfortably make small talk, like if someone does walk up to you and say hi, and then you're like hi, and they just stand they there and stare nothing. at you, <laughs> or they like, or it seems forced. Like I was, um, I was valeting the other day, and I was picking up my car. And as I was standing there, one of the guys who was working just started asking me serial question after question after question. And I could tell he wasn't even really engaged in the conversation. Mm. He was just trying to, like... Cover his bases and ask exactly. his questions. Exactly. Like, he was, like, looking up, like, uh, oh, yeah, I can ask you. Oh, yeah. And then he would ask me something. And I'm yeah, like, he had a doesn't list. feel... Yeah, it feels like a forced conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you guys feel that it's a man's responsibility to carry the conversation if he started it? If he approached you? No. I don't think so because I think if he approached you and he started it then you know he's kind of then done his bit he's ignited that conversation right and then yeah I think it's because it does make it very difficult for him if the woman is then holding back and is perhaps only given yes or no or quite elusive answers it doesn't provide much for him to but be he can't just to... walk up and be like hey 
Oh no, 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 and then because guys will do that. Where? They're like, I did like, my done part. It. I've, I'm, yeah. I've said my piece. And you're like, hi. Now you entertain me, right? Yeah. yeah. You have to have like a reason, yeah. right? Like some feigned reason. Oh, I approached you because yeah, this I want to be help you with up. your order. I want to like, yeah. yeah, like have a make up a reason. I approached yeah. you because it's raining out and I like your dress. Yeah. Like, right. I want to see your tits through the white shirt. Exactly. I'll just stay here for a few minutes. What would be a better way for that guy to have had conversation with you instead of asking question after question after question. What was it you were looking for that would make you more engaged? Well, to be honest, just like a more natural feeling flow. Like it didn't even seem like he was taking the time to process my answers before mm. he moved on to the next question. He was just like, how can I keep her engaged? Mm. But like, listen, I'm, I'm a human. You know, talk to me. If you want to at any point consider the potential of like asking well, for my number. You'll always get this in like if you do, if anyone ever took like a class on interviewing or journalism or something and you and you're interviewing someone and you say um how's your summer been and they go oh great um my i just had a baby and then you go cool what are you doing in the fall exactly right. you, you have to you know they give you this nugget of like oh yeah. you just and you skip over this big piece of information they gave you mm-hmm. you have to listen and then respond to what they gave you yeah. that's like interview number question answer asking number 101. Do you think like taking improv classes would help guys improve? Yeah, we I recommend a lot of clients take improv classes. Yeah, Yeah. 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 because it's Mm -hmm. that listening skill and that's what builds connection Mm -hmm. between two people. Yeah, the feeling heard, like invalidated. And if someone's just being like, I asked you this. Now I am going to ask you this, and then yeah, or yeah, it doesn't make sense, and they're giving response, and, and it makes is... you just feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just not a nice interaction. Yeah. yeah. What else does it make you feel when men talk to you that way? That they're not really listening. That they are. That they're perhaps you know they're just they're not they're not being assertive. Actually, that they perhaps say this to these are the questions that they ask every girl that they approach mm-hmm. or they're going on a date with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important. There's so much information in what the girl is saying that can you know you, the guy can then really delve deeper into that to figure out who she is, what she's about, what kind of person that she is, mm-hmm. um, what she enjoys. But a lot of guys miss that because they think that they've got to keep the conversation going. They're right. afraid of awkward silences. Yeah. Does it feel disingenuine to yeah, you? Yeah, well, I think just disconnected. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. connection is really important yeah. to you. Yeah. Well, if, you're, if you're trying to you know, really get to know someone, you're potentially interested in them, then building that connection is important. Yeah, the getting to know them part mm. is a part of getting to know them, like yeah. listening to what they're saying. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. not to say you can't walk up to a girl and ask every girl you meet the first time the same question, but... You have to use the follow-up is going to be different. Exactly. Yeah. The response is going to be different and then go from there. Yeah, don't mm. be so like mechanical about the order in which you have the conversation. Yeah, but I think as a girl as well, if you're seeing that the guy is doing that and you still think that there could be potential there, mm. maybe he's just nervous. I think yeah. you can still, you know, you can still be the one that delves a bit deeper. Yeah. I, I mean, I went on a guy uh, on a date with a guy recently and he asked me what I did and I asked him what he did. You're like, then, I'm going to be yeah. really great at breaking up <laughs> <Yeah>. with you. <laughs> I'm going to be really great at getting over you after I broke up with you. I'm going to be over you like this. I'm the expert. Um, And, you know, he was quite into, you know, doing the kind of the interview style questions. Mm. And when I asked him, um, he asked me what I did. I asked him what he did. And I asked him why he enjoyed what he did. And it just got him to Mm. open up. Open up. Even though, you know, he worked in real estate or whatever, it'd be very easy to just, I mean, I know nothing about it. Um, But to kind of gloss over that and to go on to the next thing. But it's like, okay, so that's cool. What is it that you enjoy about that? And he was like, nothing. Oh, I hate know. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next question. Please. I know something about you now. <laughs> but he was like, oh, you know, I really enjoy. Um, I get to go and meet clients every day. I really enjoy getting to see small businesses grow. I really enjoy working with contracts, which showed me that he was probably, you know, fine attention to detail and just those little things really allowed me to get a better sense of who he was. For sure. Because then it's not a stranger who's approaching Boring. Which leads me to my next question. And then (laughs) after this question, we're going to go to the break. Mm. But at what point can a guy ask for your phone number? And... Have you actually say sure I'll and not give, it give to him you? the Google number? Right, exactly, and not give a fake. She gets number. a Google number. I really, <laughs> so, so, it's not fake. It's just not my direct line, right. so I can block them and not have them involved. In you know, with cell phones, you can block anybody you want. Right. Yeah, but it's still like different. Level, giving. I know it's protection. Like, yeah. I guess my real question is, what type of connection do you require in order to go on a date with somebody that you've met at Whole Foods or at the gym or at a coffee shop? Like what would make you want to go to that next step? I think just a bit of curiosity about them, really, that you've, you've perhaps think, okay, this this guy seems nice. 
But yeah. how does a guy know when when you're at that point? Or when he's made that type of connection where you're like, okay, now it's time. There may not be an answer for this. I think he just has to take a gamble. Well, I, I think, think so. Sometimes. Yeah, and also there's there are little signs you can look for. Like we're talking about you know, the process of the conversation. You should allow for silence and for pauses. <clears throat> if after a pause I'm still standing there waiting for more conversation mm-hmm. with yeah, you, that's, that's a, a sign, sign that I'm interested in. Yeah. Like and then it's really awkward if he doesn't. <laughs> exactly. And then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm like waiting yes. for you to <laughs> So yeah, the little pauses, if she still seems like you like she has your attention or you have her attention, um, that's a good time to maybe test the waters and say, Hey, it'd be great to like yeah. go grab a coffee sometime or something like that. So yeah, maybe initiate that. Do you want to hang out outside of this immediate context question first mm-hmm. and then and, you know, yeah. whether confirmed or denied, you know which way to go on right. the phone number asking. Thing. Is there a guarantee? No. There's no, no guarantee. So even if a girl's like, yes, I'm totally into you right at this moment, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my phone number. It's still not 100% that she's going to go out with you. After, yeah. I mean, right? there's so many other circumstances, yeah. too. Like, right now, I'm in the middle of studying for a final. And, yeah, I've met some really cool guys. And I'm like, I can't handle you texting me so in two weeks I'll be free and maybe I'll hit you up and see you know I'll connect with you like on the whatever the dating site is that we met on and I'll see if you're still interested but it's just yeah circumstances I think you've got to try and get them on the date quite quickly after that first interaction yeah exactly you you are going to be out and about meeting lots of different people so Mm -hmm. okay good answers ladies Mm -hmm. All right, we are going to be back after this with overanalyze (laughs) this Advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. All right. We We're are back. back with our <laughs> wonderful show. Okay, so we have some questions for overanalyze this. Are you ready? Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. I find it We're funny. We're going to eat them, apparently. <laughs> they mm. sound delicious. I find it really funny. Okay, on my site, wingirlmethod.com, my name is everywhere. It's very clear on who I am. Like I, Marnie? Your name Marnie. Marnie. People like, call you Martin. And people write in... <laughs> Spelling it so wrong. Yeah. Aww. It's even in the email address, like Marnie. And they'll say, right. hey, Marty, I've been watching all your <laughs> videos. You that could be autocorrect in any point? No. If it was Mar, if it was Mar B, I would say that because I give, does do that. For, I never give I people know. the benefit of the doubt. Well, because Maybe. Like, sometimes it's just people so are dummies. They're just yeah. stupid. Yeah. Well, like, if, you're not, if your name is in someone's phone, it will autocorrect to, to whatever that name. that name is. But if okay. you're not, yeah. So you know what? Maybe I'm that just, is true. But offense for them. People are dummies. To yes. my point. Hello, Marnie. Christian. <laughs> Christian. You. And that's special. That's like a man's name. I mean, they know I'm not Jewish. Maybe that's why I was saying this. Yeah, they're like that's how they're. Right. Identifying you, <laughs> so Christian you in the room. She's an angel. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh. Marnie Christian and guess. Oh, God. <laughs> My name is Keith. I'm a 20 year old. Okay, Keith. <laughs> That's what he gets. Queef. Queef. Okay. <laughs> My name is Keith. I'm Queef a 20 year old black dude living on the tiny island of Bermuda. Don't write into us. You're fucking lucky. Wait, you're right. yeah, just yeah. relax. Just yeah, go, exactly. to go have fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go drink Overanalyze. A there you go. <laughs> I'm a dancer and have been told I'm a really Ooh, good one. Yeah. I just got out of a three year relationship. Oh, perfect breakup with my high school sweetheart and first girlfriend. So oh. he's 23 year relationship, 17, 20. I broke up with her because I just couldn't deal with the long distance. She lives in Montreal. Oh. Um, whoa. And is in school in Ireland. Wow. That's like really long distance. If you're wondering how we met, we both went to a boarding school in Ontario where I'm from Mm -hmm. interesting now that I'm single I'm having trouble meeting and asking women out as I mentioned before I'm a dancer so whenever I do go out I will dance (laughs) when I go grocery shopping I'm dancing when I go to the to laundromat the church I'm dancing dance 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 it would It would Just work in Bermuda. I feel like that's like yeah. yeah. Problem meeting women because there are like five people on the island. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> like, what's the population we're dealing maybe, with? Maybe because he's doing like, He's always dancing. He's all the time maybe. or something. Yeah, what kind maybe of stop dancing. What kind of dance is he doing? Yeah. That's a good question. Right. I don't know. I mean, just do it. Just probably salsa dancing. So he's saying like whenever I do go out, he always goes to dance somewhere. So let's just assume it's somewhere loud. 
where there's there's dancing. Yeah, available. you should totally find a girl you think is cute and tell her not only ask her to dance. That can be intimidating sometimes because I like to dance, but I don't know how to dance. And if I know you yeah. know how to dance, right, that can be show intimidating. Teach her. He said, my like, question is, would that be a good way to meet women or oh. no? And you were saying yes. yes. Also, <laughs> recently I met a girl and also met up with a friend. And I messaged both of them on Facebook and both took days to message back. Does this mean they don't have interest in me? No, sometimes I get Facebook messages and then I forget. Yeah. <laughs> but are they for people that you don't care about? No, they're people who I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want to meet up with you. But maybe I get like five messages at a time and I respond to three of them. She's then I have to go. Yeah. No, Jeez. just didn't happen. Yeah, I didn't have that problem. Okay, bra- braggadocio. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no big deal. Just, yeah. no big. Sometimes I get like 20 messages and I just, just can't get back an, to all you know, of them. An hour. And I mean, I give speeches on digestion. Exactly. <laughs> I'm things busy. to do. I'm anyway. I can't digest all these messages. This <laughs> is overwhelming. What do you think? Um, I think that using the dance angle is really good. Yeah. Um, Just cha-cha yeah. to her. Yeah. You know, maybe rumba. Pirouette to the knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Ooh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a, it's great. I think when you, there's an interest there, that can help create, spark the conversation. Um, so, yeah, I think he should just perhaps be a little bit more bold. Maybe he's just choosing not to talk to women. Maybe he's just expecting them to talk to him. And I think he just needs to be proactive and just start talking to some girls. I think that's that's really good advice. I mean, it's simple, but... Would you suggest other places to go meet women? Because uh, let's say if he's just relying on dancing, and not that that's a bad way to meet women, but there are other avenues. He's 20 years old. What would you suggest for him? Um, now that he's ready to get back out there, if he's I dealt know, with all of his yeah, issues. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose it depends on what's going on in Bermuda, really. Mm-hmm. But um, just, yeah, I mean, just, you know, thinking about whether there's other stuff that he likes to do outside of dancing. It sounds like he's very passionate about dancing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But there's all kinds of places you can meet women. Just, I mean, even if he just starts talking to women every day, you know, like I say, in the coffee shop or wherever he happens to be going, just striking up conversations mm-hmm. with women. Yeah. Um, and practicing. Yeah, and practicing. Yeah, and just yeah. look at it as meeting people, not necessarily yeah. like, am I going to date you? Am I yeah. going to date you? But not yeah. being outcome dependent yeah, on yeah, her like reaction. That. Outcome dependent. Good yeah. responses. <laughs> okay. In your latest podcast, you posed the question, what makes a girl out of your league? And based on that perception, why would you not approach her or ask, said something to that effect? Well, what I think your male guest was thinking, this was, oh God, I forget even we talked about this. Anyway, we had a podcast where we were talking about girls being out of your league and whether or not you should approach them. Is there Are there really leagues that do exist? Okay, so he's just giving his opinion. Well, what I think your male guest was thinking, um, but did not articulate, was that the reason for not approaching a girl of substantial hotness is this. One, most likely she already has a boyfriend or many. Two, she probably gets hits on hits on hit on (laughs) so much that she's likely got her bitch shield up and won't be receptive anyway three she most likely is hyper aware of her hotness and the many advantages she has because of it and therefore knows she has options some hot girls don't really think they are beautiful four because of one through three odds are that I'll be wasting my time anyway so why even try it would be a waste of my physical and mental energy that I feel to the core of my DNA all of this is based on my own personal experience not just a theory Sincerely, Dean. So what do you think about that? Dean overanalyzed everything Mm. for us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But what do you think about that? So so again, we were talking about... It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I want to hear what you just said. Um, yeah. So what we were talking about was basically like, is she out of the league, out of your league? Should you approach? Should you not approach? And basically, I remember what I was saying was like, fuck it, just approach. I mean, what is there to lose? Like, I remember saying like, you, you should approach Dad Bodley and Leonardo DiCaprio if you have the chance. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, what do you get out of it? Maybe nothing, a story, but yeah. a story at least. Yes. You can be like, I freaking approached Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, in his yeah. belly. In his belly. I mean, I was totally rejected, but at totally. least I did it, and it's a cool story. Um, so, I mean, that's my theory. I understand where he's coming from because he's basically he's saying... He's like, it's lose-lose. He's it's like, what's a, the point? It's it's going to hurt me emotionally and mentally and physically to go up <laughs> to this girl that I know I have no chance with and it's going to set me back mentally because the next girl I go to, I'm going to bring this in. But I think if you go up to, up to it with this I don't care mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember in that episode I was saying this is when you have to say fuck it. Like mm-hmm. fuck it. I don't care. I'm so detached from this stuff anyway. You have to take that mentality and approach these people like she doesn't matter. She's one she's not one in a million. She's she's one of a million. One of a million. Right, of a million. <laughs> exactly. And it's not a big deal. Well, one of the first things I started doing what I'm doing like 11 years ago and oh, I forget who I was talking to. It was either Neil Strauss or it was somebody who's like very into pickup artist materials, right? <laughs> and one of the big things from pickup artists is that you want to set a scene for yourself. And so 
their tactic was whenever you get to a place, you always approach the hottest girl in the room first so that other then women you work your way down. can see you approaching <laughs> the hot right. girl. Because if you can do that, you stand out over all the other guys. They don't know what she's saying to you. You could just be going up to her and saying you have something in your teeth. Like, right? Yeah. It may just be something stupid. <laughs> and it looks like you're that. saying, kiss me because you're pointing yeah. at your lips. And she goes, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. like she's like, you don't, you don't worry about the inter- individual interaction because as Kristen said, like you could do it, mm-hmm. say fuck it, and then she could respond in a positive way. Maybe that's not historically what's happened for you in the past, but you never know. And why not go after what you want? One time it could work and it may That's when it work. becomes a numbers game. Exactly. Yeah. But also because of the benefit that it has to you for other women who are looking at you during right, that perceived time. Perceived yeah. social value. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Because exactly. women notice that stuff. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I noticed when there was a very beautiful girl in the room. Yeah. Like, I'm looking the same way that men are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm, like, the lesbian in the no, room, but, like, no, right. like, no, no, like we're human, we'll right? We're attracted to certain people. Because we're like, bitch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's nice, too. I hate her. Yeah. Um, Carla, who works for me, she works at this boxing place where, like, Miss Universe boxes. I'm not going to say oh, really? Because people go stalk her. Right. But, like, I mean, Siegfried works up. Anyway, she goes and boxes with them, and she just, like, wants them to be horrible. Yeah. These girls. Yeah. And she's like, oh, she's so nice. Yeah. yeah. It sucks when I hate her. Even more. So anyway, that's what girls are thinking, <laughs> yeah. and it sucks. Um, but my point was, what the hell was my point? That he should go and speak to the hottest girl in the room. Yes, because then absolutely. Other women will see that. And, exactly. Yeah, because women are aware right. of the hottest woman in the room. Ah, uh, yes, yes, exactly. And so the, I'm already looking over at that hot woman as well. Whether or not mm-hmm. I'm staring at her, I'm still seeing You're her. You're aware of her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what's that guy doing? Going yeah. Approaching. Okay, what does he have? He must he be can, cool. He must know her in some way. Mm-hmm. She's already valid. Like, I, I can make up a million things in my mind mm-hmm. in a split second that's yeah. all subconscious. But then that leads into how I perceive yeah. him moving forward. So yeah. I say, Dean, you know boohoo to you that those are your experiences and I totally yeah the other thing is rejection is a part of life and you can't attach to that like focus more on the times that it works yeah but but listen I'm not gonna fault him he may be like it never fucking works I've done it 800 times and it's never and I'm I'm not trying to take the way for for Dean that is your that is your truth and you can totally believe that I'm not like judging you if you do Mm -hmm. Um, it might be just be a case of tweaking how he approaches them mm -hmm. exactly you know, I completely agree. You know, because he could be going up with the de- defeatist mentality. Yeah, also. yeah. He's right. and all also of that asking question after question. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next question. Hey guys, new to the podcast. Love the candid content. Just hoping for a little female feed, uh, female perspective about this curveball I just caught. A little background. I'm typically not bad with women, but definitely the type to roll out the red carpet only to pull it back when someone gets too close. Mm. We can get into Freud and my relationships with my parents <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like you. Um, the trouble is, I've met my female. Can- counterpart and now I find myself committing these behaviors that I used to find clingy and obnoxious knowing that they're probably pushing her away is this just my bad karma for being an asshole I don't know maybe it is (laughs) how do I overcome this overwhelming need for her affection thanks in advance Chris Oh, go. Okay, so that uh, from the there's a psychological theory called attachment theory, Mm. and he is anxious avoidant, but it seems like he's met mostly anxious women who have brought out his avoidant, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to push you away if you seem too clingy. So there actually is a book called Attached. So good. I know, it's such a good book. Just finished it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's great. So, yeah, so I would recommend reading that because it does give recommendations for people with different attachment styles and how to to cope with that. Um, And, you know, maybe she is not the person you'll end up being with because it sounds like she has some avoidant tendencies mm-hmm. as well as well so she's pushing him away but right. if he wants to learn more about himself and how to kind of circumnavigate his own tendencies then that would be yeah yeah I no good suggestion yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it yeah. no overanalyzing <laughs> okay well actually can you tell us more about this book about like what that means about anxious well, yeah. why don't, do you want to explain it a little bit? um well so there's the the, the Four categories, aren't right. there? Mm-hmm. So it's avoidant, anxious, anxious, anxious avoidant, anxious avoidant, and secure, secure. Yeah. And so, which when, the majority of the world is actually secure, right? They're the ones you which, never meet, though, because yeah. they're always in happy relationships. Yeah, yeah. and so when <laughs> like that, yeah. and so I the, think I'm anxious of. I forget. Yeah, I forget. So the book yeah. teaches you kind of how to figure out a what you are, mm-hmm. because that can be a huge thing. Because that's what I was saying before about you know repetitive patterns going into the other relationships. Um, it really helps you to analyze. Okay, so. I'm obviously, you know, uh, avoidant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can, you know, navigate relationship, future relationships through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so figuring out who you might be compatible with and why these things might be happening in relationships. Yeah. It's because that other person is a certain way. Yeah, and um, we're often drawn to the person yeah. who brings out our um, attachment, like yeah. who 
what exacerbates our attachment yes. style, not the person who's the healthiest for us to be in a relationship with. Right. And the names are what they sound like, like avoidant people push people away. Anxious people are the clingy, needy people. Mm-hmm. And so so if you're an you? avoidant, like, I'm anxious avoidant, which means when someone seems overly needy, I push them away. But if they seem avoidant, then I'm like clingy. Me, <laughs> me too. OK. Yeah. I think I'm just avoidant. Yeah, that's the thing. So, so then who do you go to if you're avoidant? Nobody? Um, yeah, you're just alone. Yeah. You're just alone. So you go to you go to the couch it's, when you're exactly, avoiding. Yeah, That's well, you pulling. You indulge in your passion. passion. Yeah. <laughs> right? Take care of you. Wow, you guys should date. <laughs> yeah, but just, I don't remember. I mean, I feel like the book had more recommendations for people with anxious attachment mm. style than for avoidant attachment style. Yeah. But because there's no hope for the avoidant. <laughs> well, no, it's just you have to do the work. Like I think you have to address maybe underlying core issues. Am I not comfortable being vulnerable? And that's what prevents me from getting close to someone. Like, what is this thing about me not wanting people to seem needy? Because I know the things that, like, as an avoidant person, the things I was perceiving as needy are actually legitimate needs being expressed right. by yeah. a person who I'm dating. But maybe the other right. person wasn't seeing them as that. Exactly. So it allows you to be able to, because these are all things that you can start to adapt and change to be able to work in your favor and, mm-hmm. you know, going into Because my boyfriend calls me a robot. Mm. Oh. Like I'm not a human. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's not very nice. No. Mm-hmm. no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We can start working on that yeah. next yeah. product. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you ladies a question. Okay. So we, we were talking about breakups before. Do you see a common pattern in the way you behave when you are on the verge of a breakup, like in terms of how you behave towards your partner. So what happens when you? Hmm. I know I get super anxious and I, um, I really let it, I can't sleep properly. Um, I'm, I'm tend to be the one who always, well, this is my last relationship to really fight to make things work. Um, so I will go and be above and beyond to make that work and sometimes above what I should have done. And that's why, you know, I took it to the extreme where it's like, right, I just have to walk away now because I've done everything in my power. Mm. So if I feel that, you know, I'm really in love with the person and I really want it to work, I will do that. I will do that work. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I kind of let it or I have in the past, let it really take over everything else. So I know that that's that's a big thing for me. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm the like Detached. self-destruct button. Yeah, I like start <laughs> pulling away stop doing the things that I used to do because I'm not inspired to do them anymore and that right. yeah. and it's like the sign you know it's just my subconscious is starting to dictate my actions more well, you're becoming avoidant yeah I'm becoming avoidant I'm like I don't like you as much so I'm just not, not gonna, gonna do, do these oh, things yeah. for you I, yeah, yeah. I think if that's in a shorter term relationship yeah. then yeah you just kind of lose interest you stop making so much effort yeah and, you know you stop communicating so much mm-hmm. and you kind of just try and you just don't care phase it out a little yeah. bit yeah yeah <laughs> Huh? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That example <laughs> was in my last very long term relationship. Mm. How many years was yours? Um, it was three years, but we had a lot of history. So we mm. went back. You know, we um, we actually first dated when we were about fifteen. Oh wow, that's yeah. the same thing that my really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot so of history there. Best yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything like so? Let's say there were a guy were to see this type of behavior, right? Is there anything that he could do once you're at that stage to change things around? Yeah, I think the thing, well, I mean, the thing that is probably the scariest thing to do but would be the most beneficial is to initiate the conversation. Mm -hmm. Just call it out. Like, I notice this is happening. What's going on? And in that kind of situation, I think it's okay to set an ultimatum. Like, no, we need to have this conversation. You know, screw the birthday party, screw the dinner reservations we have or whatever. Like, we need to have this conversation right now because it's also kind of a waste of both of your time if you just draw it out and draw it out. But things could be fixed. Like at that point? Well, yeah, I think like that's the point at which people are able to come forward and say, well, these are the needs that I have that aren't being met. These are the quote unquote red flags that are Mm -hmm. coming up for me. And that's when you can make those requests and say, well, could you do this differently? Is there a way we can work around this? Oh, my God, I had no idea that was affecting you this way. And yeah, Yeah. that's the point. Is that the response that you're hoping to receive during that time? Like when you start pulling back, is that that's how you would like to be? talk to you during that time? I think so. At this point, yeah. In the past, I would have been like, no, there's no conversation to be had because I'm avoiding you. Yeah. (laughs) And it also shows how invested that they are in the relationship as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that lack of communication is why so many relationships end in these horrible breakups just because that that communication hasn't been initiated because mm-hmm. it is hard. It is hard to do that. It's easy to go through the motions, but when you intercept it and say, "Look, I'm getting this feeling. What's going on here?" It can, you know, it can either make or break the relationship. Yeah. And either way is going to be a better. You want to figure is that out. how you would want to be talked to? I think so. Yeah. And do you think yeah. that could reignite something for you? Well, I think it shows. I mean, it shows that a they're probably 
into the relationship and and be that you know they're into me and they really either want to try and fix it or they're not happy and they want to go mm-hmm. either way is a better path for them yeah. for me and just like you're saying being proactive about planning dates like be proactive about the conver- yeah. like the conversations yeah. that need to be had and that's that's would you good. say that your pattern for breaking up that I don't I'm just maybe because we're all the same um attached type <laughs> and that's why I'm asking this is that you start to have this belief in your mind that they don't really care about you. Who? Oh, the I'm, men that you're dating. I'm like I've done the most of the breaking. <laughs> right. Well, except for no one time. The one of the recent guys who he just stopped contacting. Me. Yeah, I kind of felt like. But you were saying you pulled back because you're like, oh, you're not going to do these things, so I'm not going to do them for you. No, too. no. For this guy, I was really into him. Okay. Um, this is one guy I dated like uh, not this past summer, but the one before, and we went out a few times, and it was fun, and I knew it wasn't going to end in a relationship. Um, like we weren't going to end up, you know, being in anything serious or committed. But um, yeah, he just pulled back and stopped talking to me. And, and so on the one hand, I felt like he didn't care about me, but not that he didn't care about me, just maybe that he had other things he needed to do and it wasn't a priority. So I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. He was really busy. He had a big work project that was going on and he ended up leaving a country for it for a month or two or something. So I try to get, I try not to be too hard on myself. It's hard though, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It is hard I'm to like, not no, feel that fine. rejection. But what are some of the things, I want to get back into this topic instead of going to overanalyze this, like what are some of the things that you've broken up over? Like what were your reasons that this is not working? Like you're not hearing me, you're not, you're not understanding me. Why? Um, Yeah, because he wasn't hearing me. You know, I was trying to, he was, you know, going off and doing his own thing and really not listening to what I was trying to tell him. And what were you trying to tell him? um, Really just that I needed him to be be a better boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, More flowers. (laughs) This is is a common theme from a lot of women. I want, but what does that mean? I know it's different for every woman with being a better boyfriend. I just felt that his priorities um, in his own life were a lot bigger than mine. And I was trying to, you know, mesh our priorities together. We were both on, Mm -hmm. we both had very different jobs and um, he was working away a lot so there was that long long distance element of it as well and I felt that I was really trying to you know keep that connection and he was just kind of taking it for granted that I would always be there and wasn't really putting in the the effort would you say that's similar to you um yeah okay I would say that was similar to me too (laughs) Kristen Mm -hmm. she's like checked out She's avoiding I'm, I'm a robot. I am avoidant. No, but that's interesting. So what would it have taken to show that, in your mind, he was being a good boyfriend? Give me some examples of what shows he's putting in just as much. Well, just that he's listening. Um, just that he's perhaps willing to show his vulnerability as well. There was a lot of... He was quite very, very guarded. And I felt like even though we'd been together for so long, we knew each other so well, I just wasn't able to kind of go beyond that that barrier. Um, so he wasn't really able to open up to me in the way that I felt was necessary for our relationship to move forward. Um, he wasn't, yeah, he just wasn't listening to the things that I wanted and they're not, they weren't materialistic things. What did you want? Give me an example. What did I want? What was one thing you wanted? Yeah. Um, I just wanted him to be a little bit more, um, you know, respectful of my needs really. So when he did go away that, um, the communication would be better. You know, he was, he didn't want to talk on the phone and he wanted to keep it very minimal and for me all I needed was just a little bit more just to let for him for me to know that he was thinking of me and he he felt that that was wasn't necessary because he's like I'm your boyfriend I've been with you so long you know I love you (laughs) sometimes you know it's just nice to to hear that especially when we're away for each other for a long period of time it's not a knowing it's a showing it's a showing yeah Yeah. How, how how does it make you feel um when he combats your feelings when he just like that's ridiculous well, it just makes me feel completely belittled. Yeah. You know? Nobody and wants to feel that. No. Nobody wants to be like, no, like to hear like, no, no you, you don't, don't feel that. You don't need that. No. Like, that's like, not yes, legitimate. No, it's it kind of like, oh, you know, shut up, you know. Yeah. And, and that that was what, you know, it built up over time. And I was like, you know what, this this is just not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so how about you, Kelsey? With, I mean. Would you say you, it's similar? <laughs> Would you say, I'm just, I'm saying like, because I, I, I've had similar things in relationships where that, the way that you're, expressing yourself about little needs mm. there, there are constant yeah. things that I hear from every woman that I interviewed mm-hmm. no matter how old she is or where she's coming from in the world th- there is this disconnect between men and women and what we need mm-hmm. in relationships and the way that you expressed it was exactly how I've heard almost every woman expressed mm-hmm. it. he's just not listening to my needs mm-hmm. but I for a lot of men 
they don't understand how it feels when mm-hmm. needs aren't being listened to or what these needs actually mean. So could you pretend, like give some examples of things that you needed from your past relationship that you weren't yeah, getting? Yeah, I needed more attention, I think, than oh. I even really admitted to myself. Like I know it, toward the middle of our relationship, my long-term ex was building a business. And he even, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, that he came up to me at one point where and was like I don't have time for our relationship right now and that was really confusing for me because I'm like okay we've been living together for two years I cook for you I wash your laundry I take care of our home I'm working also I'm like in a way supporting you and building this business I'm like what do you mean you don't have time for our relationship and so it seemed like that kind of set the groundwork for then you know, things that came later, which obviously, you know, extenuating circumstances mm-hmm. around, but he started, yeah, just prioritizing his own mm-hmm. needs and I would express So what's them. wrong with that? Right. Well, no, so you I find that I'm actually, yeah, I find mm-hmm. that I'm actually more of the guy sometimes in my relationship where mm-hmm. like, because I am the avoidant type, yeah, I start to do those types of things where like, I, I want my cake and eat it too. I yeah. want, where I want like to have my boyfriend and like my relationship but I don't want to put stuff into it because I like the idea of comfort of having that but then not having the responsibility that goes along with it mm-hmm. and so I can kind of and I it makes me feel shitty like I I go oh my god like I hear you guys talking and I'm like oh my god I'm I'm him oh, but I think I'm a terrible side. person <laughs> I think it also depends on what what he wants as well and if that works for him mm-hmm. and he's a bit that way as not, well but then. that's not oh, what he okay. wants yeah. well I think that comes like again conversations can be had yeah. in, like in the beginning of the relationship and as the relationship progresses if you're like this is what I'm available for like this is the dynamic yeah, and but I know that's it's hard, hard that's a rare thing to when find you said, someone who wants that you needed attention define what that actually means because for a lot of mm-hmm. men if they they are single focused right so if they're single focused on their career yeah that's directly tied to their masculinity Mm-hmm. and their way of survival and providing for potentially you or somebody right, else. Right, yeah, and that future. was the case, right? So like, that's what he was single focused on, mm-hmm. making that happen, right? So for from a man, he's like, of course I have to focus on this. Yeah. And then for him, if he hears, I just need attention right now, it can, it can send men into a tizzy. It's like, how, I'm doing all this for you and for us. How how do you need Literally, more attention? that was the exact thing. I know, yeah. you know, that's what you're saying. <laughs> But, <laughs> like, wait so there's the two different ways of seeing a situation. Right. So help men understand exactly what it means in terms of I need more attention. Because you're not saying, I want you to take me out every single night. I want you right. to put your business aside. Yeah, every I want it all to be about break. me. Yeah, and pay attention. No, but I mean – for me, what would have been helpful if he had if he had done something that was slightly outside of his comfort zone, which was put the computer away at like seven or eight o'clock at night instead of staying up until eleven o'clock writing emails. Like put the computer away and like cuddle with me and have some us time and let's have a glass of wine and talk about things other than the business that you're building. Like let's connect on let's connect on like the things that brought us together in the first place you know our mutual interests and just remind me that you know even though you say you don't have time for me that in some way there's a reason for me to stick around you right know? well Andrew I want to pull you into this conversation now because this is our man here today and I don't Yay. I don't want to get into this place where we're beating down on men but from what you've heard all of us say about so what what do those things mean to you well uh, I, I didn't come up with this. A lot of people talk about the idea that in a relationship with two people, there are actually three entities. There's the two individuals, and then there's the relationship. And then there's itself. the crazy. Yes, I like that. The relationship itself <laughs> is an entity. But it's important um, that all three need to be healthy, and you can't let any one of the three die. So you can't let your own autonomy and your own individual individuality die but at the same time you can't let the relationship die as well he's a genius oh, he's good yeah, you need to bring him yeah. on <laughs> he was on all last episode oh, good. okay he's amazing i know so that but that's fantastic but as a man do you have you experienced that where you're just like i'm giving you all that i can and yeah. i hate you for asking me for more like well, yeah i think i think it just comes back to communication and yeah. just talking and having those awkward conversations and mm-hmm. saying the things you need to say even though this might not be the best time and asking um, and if you need more attention, being okay with, uh, you know, the, the guy asking, hey, um, 
how can I do that? And yeah. it might be awkward and it might be a fight and it may be a cliche. Well, you should know. But but work through that and then the next time then you know and just keep continuing to work at it. I like that. Yeah. That's a great point. And I think women need to get over that whole mind reading idea because that's how you offer, you contribute, you're part of the conversation. When a man asks, how can I show you attention? You need to, as a woman, like come up with specific, or even if you're the man on the other side of the coin, what are specific tangible ways that will let you know that your partner is giving you attention so that that need is met? Because For just sure. the, I yeah. need attention is so ambiguous. That, yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Buy just, me chocolate. To give one example <laughs> of something, you know, that that my husband's been able to do and we actually have to wrap up really quickly um, and maybe I'll say that for next week but no but no. But what he he does is he exactly what Kelsey said he does put the computer down at 6 o'clock he comes inside he hangs out till 8 and then he goes back outside mm-hmm. yeah. he gets a couple of hours where he tries to be as present as possible because as much as like we say it's so easy to do all these things sometimes yeah. it's really difficult when you are really uh, very focused yeah, on something else and stuff. It, it, it is hard but, um, but it takes you see work. him doing that that keeps you happy yeah it does yeah. it it, it, it totally totally does. So those those are the small efforts that that make women happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they want more, then you guys have to discuss what that more looks like. Um, if you want to check out Attached, please go to winggirlmethod.com slash attached to get a copy of it. It's uh Sounds like a really good book, something that I should definitely be reading. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nine forty eight for the paperback, so it's actually not very expensive. But winggirlmethod.com slash attached. Please, women, plug yourself. Uh, <laughs> women. <laughs> I do. Hey, no, bitches. <laughs> plug yourselves. Uh, no. Tell people how to get in touch yeah, with you. Yeah, so people can find me on my website, which is lauriates.org, and I'm on Twitter at lauriatesuk and Facebook laura.yates. Mm, very nice healthy. oh my god I still am not nothing she's got like nothing. what I have Instagram like just tell people they okay, can learn about yeah. digestion they can yeah, listen to your yeah, speech yeah. I mean if you are curious at all about health you can email me at howtoeathappy at gmail.com um, like you can that. also follow me for recipe and nutrition inspiration at the Kelsey Ale on Instagram I love nice. it perfect and yes. thank you everybody who's <laughs> listening to our show you people not guys because it's women too uh, are awesome thank you for supporting our show new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday please go and subscribe so that it doesn't really matter when it comes out because you won't have to think about it it'll automatically be there on your phone but we will see you guys next week follow me on Twitter Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because.